Welcome to the Succeeding with Diabetes podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Wes Ward. Are you struggling with high blood sugars? Are you overwhelmed with all the information out there about diabetes? Are you tired of being told what you can't eat and still not knowing what you should eat? Well, you are in the right place. I created the Succeeding with Diabetes podcast to help you take control of your diabetes through meal planning and exercise. I want to give you the resources you need to successfully manage your diabetes and live life at its very best. Thank you for joining me today for our podcast. Today, we're going to spend a few minutes discussing some of the supplements out there that may benefit people with diabetes. Now, before we get too far into this discussion, it's important that you understand that by discussing these things on the podcast today, I am not telling you to go take them and I am not giving you medical advice to take them. I am simply letting you know what is available and what research has to say about supplements for diabetes. So when it comes to supplements or even vitamins, you need to discuss these with your provider who is managing your diabetes and get their advice as to whether or not you should take them. And when it comes to taking medications or taking supplements, I will tell you that the very first and probably only person that you need to discuss that with is your primary care provider, the person who is responsible for managing and refilling your medications and managing your diabetes. Because one of the important things that they need to do when they're prescribing new medications or you're talking to them about adding supplements to your diabetes plan is to run a medication interaction check to make sure that those supplements or vitamins or whatever they may be will not interact with or conflict with the medications that you're already taking. So it's very important that you discuss any supplements or vitamins that you might add to your regimen with your primary care provider before you take them. I can promise you this will help you avoid some unpleasant medication interactions. So please be sure and do that. So first off, when we're talking about popular supplements, when it comes to diabetes, one of the most common and popular supplements out there is cinnamon. And in all reality, this is one that is pretty safe. Again, I'm going to caution you and say you need to talk to your primary care provider, but we put cinnamon on our oatmeal. We put cinnamon In cinnamon rolls, it's a common thing that most people use without any problem. Cinnamon supplements are made from either whole cinnamon powder or extract. And many studies suggest that it does help lower blood sugar and improve diabetes or glycemic control, which means blood sugar control. When people with pre-diabetes especially, so those are the people that have a blood sugar between 100 and 125, these are people that 
their blood sugar is running high, but they've not crossed that threshold as far as being diagnosed with diabetes. Research found that when those people with prediabetes took 250 milligrams of cinnamon extract before breakfast and dinner for three months, so they took it twice a day, they experienced an 8.4% decrease in their fasting blood sugar compared to those who were on placebo. In another three-month study, people with diabetes who either took 120 milligrams or 360 milligrams of cinnamon extract before breakfast saw between an 11 and 14% decrease in their fasting blood sugars, respectively, compared to those who were only on placebo. So if your morning blood sugar is running 200, let's say, then it is possible that cinnamon might decrease that by about 25 to 28 points or so. Now, that's not going to be enough to treat your diabetes, obviously, because we still want your fasting sugars less than 130. It certainly is going to help lower them. So how does cinnamon work? Well, it helps your body's cells respond better to insulin, which then allows sugar to get from your cells, excuse me, from your bloodstream into the cells, thereby lowering your blood sugar. So I think of it in terms of kind of a lubricant that kind of greases the locks to make it easier for insulin, which I often talk about as a key, that opens the door to the cell to be able to open that rusty lock and get the sugar from the blood into the cell easier. So again, the recommended dose of cinnamon is 250 milligrams twice a day for cinnamon extract. And for regular non-extract cinnamon, it's 500 milligrams twice a day is what is generally recommended. Now, again, I am not recommending that you go out and start taking cinnamon. Take this information, go to your primary care provider and talk to them about maybe adding cinnamon to your regimen for diabetes. Now, do be careful because there is some cinnamon out there that does contain coumarin, which is a compound that can harm your liver in high amounts. So be sure to look at the labels on any cinnamon bottles that you are considering purchasing and taking, and you specifically looking for coumarin. Uh, that is C-O-U-M-A-R-I-N. So be sure and check that out. Make sure that you're not getting a cinnamon capsule that is high in coumarin. But again, be sure and talk to your primary care provider before adding any cinnamon to your medication regimen. The next supplement that may be helpful in diabetes is magnesium. Now, magnesium is found in many foods. It's kind of like cinnamon. It's something that we tend to consume on a regular basis anyway. 
It's found in high amounts in bran cereal, certain seeds and nuts, as well as spinach. And magnesium is essential to the body's ability to process sugar. Magnesium deficiency may very well increase one's risk of developing diabetes. Several studies looked at whether taking magnesium supplements help people who have diabetes or who are at lower or at higher risk of developing it. Unfortunately, many of these studies were very small in their sample size, meaning the number of people who participated said their results weren't very conclusive. So magnesium is often touted as being helpful to um, diabetes, and it very well may be, but it's something that you would want to discuss with your primary care provider. Something of note to remember is magnesium in large amounts can cause diarrhea and abdominal cramping. And very large doses, more than 5,000 milligrams a day can be deadly. So even though this is something that's found over the counter that we tend to think of as safe, it can be very deadly taking in very large doses. So be sure and talk to your primary care provider about it. When it comes to magnesium, uh, there are some studies out there that did show that 25 to 40% of people with type 2 diabetes um, did get some benefit from taking magnesium in terms of their blood sugar. Um, and there is some evidence out there that suggests that it may, kind of like cinnamon, lower fasting blood sugar levels compared to placebo, which means compared to taking nothing. So furthermore, there were some studies that indicated that for every 50 milligrams of magnesium, you can see a 3% decrease in fasting blood sugar levels. So couple hundred milligrams of magnesium might have the same effect as taking the cinnamon. We talked about that it could show a 11 to 14% decrease in fasting blood sugar levels. So again, magnesium and cinnamon together might be a good combination, but talk to your primary care provider. So how does magnesium work? Well, magnesium is involved in normal insulin secretion and the insulin being taken up by the body's tissue. So what it does is it helps the pancreas produce normal insulin levels and it helps kind of like the cinnamon to lubricate the locks to make it easier to get sugar from the blood into the cells. People who generally took between 250 to 300 milligrams of magnesium daily do find some benefit in their blood sugar readings. It is important that it is taken with a meal. Now be careful if you go out and look for magnesium to take back to your primary care provider to ask, hey, is it okay if I take this? You want to avoid magnesium oxide, which dramatically increases the risk of diarrhea with magnesium. Again, magnesium can interfere with 
some medications as well as antibiotics. So again, this is certainly another one that you would want to talk to your primary care provider about before going out and cracking open a bottle of magnesium and taking it. Lastly, we're going to spend just a minute or two talking about vitamin D. Vitamin D deficiency is actually considered a potential risk factor for developing type 2 diabetes. In fact, a study was published where 72% of participants with type 2 diabetes were deficient in vitamin D at the start of the study. After two months of taking 4,500 milligram or international units, sorry, of vitamin D, both the fasting blood sugar and their A1C had improved. In fact, 48% of participants had an A1C that showed good blood sugar control compared to only 32% prior to the study. So there very well may be some benefit to taking vitamin D with diabetes to help stabilize and improve your blood sugar readings. So how does vitamin D work? Well, it's believed that it increases and improves the function of the pancreatic cells that produce insulin and improves the body's responsiveness to insulin, which means, again, kind of like cinnamon and magnesium, it works like a lubricant to lubricate those locks to help sugar get from the blood into the cells. So before you start taking vitamin D, one, you need to speak to your primary care provider about it. Number two, they likely will want to do a blood test to check for vitamin D deficiency because if your vitamin D levels are normal, you probably do not need to add vitamin D to your uh, medication regimen. And the reason being is that vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. It's stored in the tissues. So unlike water-soluble vitamins, uh, which you tend to urinate out the amount that you don't need, fat-soluble vitamins are stored within the fat cells. And that's why, again, they're called fat-soluble vitamins. And you can create and develop a toxicity if you take too much of fat-soluble vitamins, which vitamin D is. So you want to be careful with it. If you don't have a deficiency, it's probably not a supplement that you need to add. When you're looking for vitamin D, you do specifically, though, want to look for D3 or colocalciferol. Colocalciferol. Uh, which is the name on the supplement bottles, because that's the active form of vitamin D. Again, you have to be careful because vitamin D can trigger mild to moderate reactions with several different types of medications. So again, you probably need to get checked for vitamin D deficiency, and you certainly need your provider to do a medication interaction check to make sure that it's safe for you to take vitamin D with your other medications. So these are just a few of really the most popular. It were, these were the top three, three supplements that I frequently saw when looking at 
supplements for diabetes, and these were some that many of my patients take to help with their diabetes. So their medic or their supplements that I'm more familiar with. So again, before starting any supplement, be sure to get your provider's advice and follow their suggestions. And that is the most important takeaway from today's podcast. Though there are supplements out there that can be very helpful in terms of managing your diabetes, the most important thing you need to do is talk to your primary care provider about it first. So again, thank you for joining me today. Please join me again next week. We're going to be discussing dealing with pre-diabetes and how to prevent it from turning in to diabetes. So join me for our podcast. If you have friends who are pre-diabetic, who are concerned about developing diabetes, do encourage them to join us next week because I really want to help uh, folks who are struggling with that to have some tools, have some resources to know what are some things I can start doing to help reduce my risk of ever developing diabetes. So join me here next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for our Succeeding with Diabetes podcast. I hope that you've gained some important information that will help you successfully manage your diabetes. When it comes to managing your diabetes, one of the questions I get asked about most often is, what should I eat? Can I have fruit? Can I have bread? And because of that, I have developed a free diabetes meal planning guide just for you that answers those questions plus many more. That guide can be found on our website at www.succeedingwithdiabetes.com. So check out our website to get your free copy of my diabetes meal planning guide. And I will see you here next week for our podcast.